The Chicago Cubs may be the most interesting team that the Cincinnati Reds play this year, Steve, but we will learn a lot about what the Reds will look like over these next three games. We're going to tell you why on today's Extra Locked on Reds. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds. Welcome to a bonus Locked on Reds. This is our second episode of the day. Uh, I am your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside this guy, Jeff Carr, one last time before I head back over the Pacific Ocean. Uh, but we wanted to bring you an extra episode and talk about the Chicago Cubs series that's getting underway today at Great American Ballpark. And one of the reasons we wanted to talk about that is this is going to tell us a lot about this team, Jeff. Yes. There's a lot of things that are going to happen in this series that as exciting as it was to watch the Reds win their first series of the season against the Pirates, this is going to answer a lot of questions. It's going to tell us how Connor Overton and Luis Sessa do as starters, as number four and five in this rotation. It's going to tell us how the bullpen manages to adjust depending on how those two guys perform. It's going to show us a lot of things. And then as you've been saying, uh, the Chicago Cubs are kind of an interesting team. You're not quite sure what you're going to get when they come into town. Yeah, and I definitely want to get into that here in a minute, but let's start with what we're going to learn about the Reds because and we're not saying to the point that we're going to know exactly what we need to know and make a decision as to whether or not Connor Overton and Luis Sessa belong in the rotation. What we're saying is how the Reds are going to react each time these guys are on the mound because it feels like David Bell is going to have a short leash, maybe the short leash that he had with Hunter Green on opening day. And how is that going to tax a bullpen that we have seen some good things from? They, they looked good in the first series against the Pirates, but it's a thing that we say a lot on this show. Relief pitching is a very fickle thing. And if you're going to constantly, especially back-to-back -back games, expect your bullpen to get 9, 12, maybe even 15 outs, that is a lot to ask, especially on back-to-back -back games. Well, it's definitely a big ask. You know, we may find that the Reds have to break up the big three. And, and adjust this rotation yeah. so that that what you're talking about doesn't happen because, you know, at least early on, I'm, I'm concerned one that Luis Sessa is not stretched out all the way. Uh, no. He was with team Mexico. He did not pitch very much at all in the world baseball classic comes back to Cincinnati when uh, the writing was on the wall that there was a spot for him in the rotation. Yeah. And he really hasn't pitched deep since coming back from the world baseball classic. So uh, I feel like he's not going to have a lot of pitches to play with. Uh, you talk about David Bell having a quick hook. Well, just out of necessity, you know, we may only see four or five innings yeah. of Luis Sessa, even if he's good, at least the first few times through, even if he's good, Connor Overton is a little bit of a different beast. I think that he is stretched out and ready to go. Uh, he just didn't look very good. Now, We've talked about spring numbers and not overreacting and not reading too much into them. We don't know if Connor Overton was pitching in those starts like he would in a regular season game. Right. We don't know if he was working on changing his delivery or working on a specific pitch in a situation where he wouldn't normally use it. We don't know all of those things. True. So this first start's going to answer that question. If they beat him like a drum, like it was happening out in Goodyear, uh, we've got a problem on our hands because this bullpen, while it's been good, I don't think it's going to be able to 
absorb the kind of punishment on the arms that having those two guys have four inning outings back to back is going to put on the bullpen. Yeah. And they've already asked, and this was something that whenever you talked with Charlie Goldsmith there during spring training a couple of weeks ago, that uh, he had said the Reds are expecting to run guys like Buck Farmer and Derek Law and Ian Jabot out there for multiple innings, one to two innings. And even Alex Young got some multiple innings there on opening day. And, and I think that overall, those guys' arms are taxed. And as much as I love Derek Law, I don't think we'll see him today against Connor over or, you know, against the Cubs after they bring out or after they take Connor Overton out of the game. Would he be ready for Luis Sessa's start? Maybe, but he's pitched in back to back days now. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they do with him. Or he's pitched two out of three, not back to back, but two out of three. Um, so when you're looking at that, and, and Alexis Diaz has pitched back to back games, he's probably not available for Monday's game. So Connor Overton's going to need to kind of at least give them five innings here. I think if he gives them four innings, we might be looking at a one and two situation here with this series. And let's, and let's not forget too, the Reds are also in the third game going to have Hunter Green's second start where he's going to have to show, okay, the first game was opening day jitters. I'm going to be much more pitch efficient here. We're talking about three possible games if if Hunter Green isn't pitch efficient, where this bullpen is going to be asked to do a lot. And against a Cubs lineup where they've gone out and they made some moves, and they've also had some other guys that you know have, have gotten better. I mean, Nico Horner's been leading off and things like that. This this Cubs lineup is no easy task here. I think they're better than Pittsburgh. They are better than Pittsburgh, and I did notice that Reds killer Ian Happ actually had a pretty yeah. good series against the Brewers. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, the first key to this game is not letting Ian Happ single-handedly beat you. Yeah. So that needs to be the first thing that the Reds do. But in seriousness, talking about how the Reds approach this, I think that they need to continue to play their game uh, if, if it goes poorly. With the four and five starters here, if it goes poorly for Overton and Sessa, you absolutely need Hunter Green to come in and pitch five or six innings of quality baseball. Almost kind of no matter what he's doing. No matter yeah. what happens. Yeah. You, you cannot have three three bad games in a row will just absolutely obliterate this bullpen. And we'll start seeing the shuttle bus running from Louisville to Cincinnati again just to get fresh arms in here. <laughs> and, and we know how that worked out in the past when they've done it. And we know the name that'll be on that bus. Um, oh, your guy, Hunter I'm, Strickland. Hunter Strickland signed. Didn't, in case you guys didn't see it, didn't Hunter Strickland name. signed a minor league contract <laughs> and is still, in fact, with the organization. I mean, they, you know, we were so excited no. that he was released and he's <laughs> back, baby. So the Cubs. Um <laughs> They are going to be interesting, though, because they went out. I mean, they signed Dansby Swanson. They signed Trey Mancini. They're running Cody Bellinger. They've, they've got all these dudes. They lost Wilson Contreras, but they replaced him with a pretty decent hitting catcher in Jan Gomes. They, they've got all these different dudes, and plus they've got the young players who are starting to kind of come into their own a little bit. Nico Horner led off for them yesterday. I, I think they expect big things from him in their middle infield this year. Uh, mostly at second base since Dansby Swanson is going to play shortstop. But overall, this team feels like, and I, when I pick the NL Central, I could see them finishing second. But that's if a lot of things go right. Yeah, you know, when we did the uh, National League Central preview show, uh, a question was posed to us is who would we pick to sneak in if we couldn't pick the Cardinals? If we can't pick the Cardinals to win the division, who would we pick? And I went with the Cubs because yeah. I think they're the most interesting team 
after St. Louis as oh, far yeah. as being able to compete for the top. I think that uh, the sad, simple truth in Milwaukee is they're going to blow that team up yeah. around the All-Star break. Uh, Corbin Burns, they've burnt that bridge. He's not staying. They're going to have to trade him. And if you're going to trade him, you might as well trade everything that's not nailed down. Right. Right. So I think that we'll see that happen in Milwaukee. So it's basically the Cardinals and then who's next? Well, for me, it's the Cubs because of the people you talked about them just adding. Because if all of those guys play, you know, maybe not at all-star level, but, you know, a little bit above their career averages, this is a team that could win some baseball games. And it's not going to take a whole lot of baseball games to win this division. This no. is not... This is not one of the best divisions in baseball this year. It's very winnable. And it's not going to be like a losing record wins the division, but no. it's not going to be you don't I don't even think you're going to have to win 90 games to win this division. I think 86 87 could do it. So I think the Cubs could definitely do that. However, I also think the Cubs could be like in last place because they're not very deep. Mm -hmm. They don't have very good pitching outside of their top couple of dudes, and that's asking Marcus Stroman to stay healthy and Marcus Stroman hasn't done that in a couple of years. So I'm very intrigued to see how the Cubs fall. And I think that as the Reds face them throughout the year, they're going to be a team that kind of changes a little bit. What we see from them in this first series may be completely different from what they see, you know, later on in like July or August. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I can't remember exactly when they, they play them again, but overall this team is going to be dangerous, but we could also see some interesting Reds wins of like, three, four, or five runs. Mm -hmm. So for me, there's a couple guys to keep an eye on. Yep. You have, you have hit on a bunch of them, but you know, Swanson had a great first series to start, yeah. to start the year. He's hitting 583 right now, <laughs> pretty uh, good coming off of that Milwaukee series. So he had a good start to the season. You know, I mentioned Ian Happ. He's hitting 375 right always now. Always a great American. He's, yeah. he's, he's having good at bats right now. And he always performs well in Cincinnati. Now, if the ballpark's cold, like it has been, then the ball's not going to fly as much. And I think that will help kind of quiet him down a little bit. But those are those are some guys to watch. You know, you mentioned Bellinger. He doesn't have a hit yet. Yep. So I think he's going Could to be, be he's going to be looking to yeah. be due and to get going. So he's another guy to keep an eye on. So for me, those are kind of the three that I'm interested to see how they perform, whether Hap and Swanson continue and whether Bellinger gets going. Because I also think, I mean, you mentioned Happ and, and, and Bellinger. Bellinger is going to be interesting to me because he's on a one-year prove-it deal. And guys like that don't just lay down to, you know, we're, we're really struggling. The one guy that I'm really intrigued on is in the second game, the probable starter. And I was looking to see if we see him in this series, and we do, in fact, see him. Hayden Wisniewski. Because when he was called up last year, was on fire he absolutely just pitched amazingly he had a lot of strikeouts not a lot of walks i remember the reds i think he debuted against the reds mm -hmm. and absolutely shut them down and he's going up against luis sessa which we've already talked about what that could look like for this reds pitching staff so if you see hayden wisnesky goes deep into the it, boy that's terrible english if he goes deep into that game and this Cubs lineup puts a lot of pressure on whatever the Reds pitching staff looks like. That could be a really tough, that could be the make or break for this three game series type. Yeah. And I'm just happy that there's a guy with a harder last name than mine. So that, <laughs> yeah. that always makes me happy, but listen, I, you know, Jeff, I think at the end of the day, this is a winnable series. This is another series yeah. that the Reds could win. Now they were supposed to win the pirate series in my mind. Yeah. In my estimation, they're not necessarily supposed to win this one, but
but I think they can win this one. And it's all going to come down to these two starting pitchers in the four and five spots in the rotation, how they perform and what the long-term impacts of those performances are on the rest of the pitching staff. I think that is the key to success. Overton and Sessa have to be league average pitchers in their starts. And if they can just, if one of them can pitch okay, then we're talking about a much different series than if both of them give the Reds a total of like eight innings uh, between the two of them. And, and, and you're right. This is a very definitely not a must win because it's far too early in the season to be saying that. But when you look at the upcoming schedule, they really no, need to yeah, win this if you series. Look at the, if you look at the totality Philadelphia, of April, they have to win yeah, these kinds of series. They're going to Philly for the defending National League champions home opener series this weekend. That's going to be tough. Atlanta at the beginning of the next week. They come home for Philadelphia at the end of next week for four games, mm-hmm. and then they host the Rays. It's like, oh, hey, this, that, and the other, and then they finally they go to Pittsburgh. But it's like before they go to Pittsburgh, they face the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be very intriguing to see how the Reds attack the Cubs because that could set up the rest of this month. And we have already talked about Two more wins. Two more wins, baby. And they already had a better April this there year than they had go. last year. So that's what we're looking for here. And uh, when it comes to the Cubs series, ugh, I'm definitely not making a prediction, but it, it's, it's going to be intriguing to watch. I think they're going to take two of three. I think that I one like of the two, I, like I think one of the two, Overton or Sessa, is going to keep them in the ball game, and the Reds will win that one. And I think they'll win the Hunter Green start. I think they'll take two of three. And that is where we will end today's bonus episode previewing the Reds and Cubs series. Thank you so much for checking it out. Whether you're here on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting app, thanks for checking out today's extra episode. Make sure you hit us up tomorrow. We are going to be reviewing episode or game one of this series between the Reds and the Cubs. That'll actually just be me because you'll be flying back home. I'm on that one. Oh, you are. On that I'm one. on that one. I oh, well, there we I'm, go. I'm on yeah. that one because we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to be talking about uh, the guys that are starting rehab assignments for Louisville on Tuesday. And we'll talk about the guys, Joey Votto, that have been down there crushing it already. One pitch, one homer. That's for right. Joseph one Daniel for Votto. That's coming up on tomorrow's Lockdown Reds. You won't want to miss that. Steve. Why is that? What, what can people expect from you and I? They can expect us to continue to monitor the transactions, be dialed in on the rumors follow the news, gather up all that information, bring it right back here and report it to you to keep you locked on Reds every single day. Two out of three. Ain't bad.